I'm content creator Corey Walmsley. I empower women entrepreneurs by sharing book writing and publishing solutions on my show, Page Turner's Studio with Corey. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Page Turner Studio with Corey. I'm your host, Corey Walmsley. I'm CEO of Aurora Corealis Publishing, an author of 10 books, and I'm also a writing coach. So I love helping people figure out how to get that story out of their heads and on paper. Um, today, we have another fantastic guest. We'll be talking to Ajanta Chakraborty. She's going to tell us how to impact more people with your unique story. And she's a children's author, so she has a really interesting perspective on this. I love talking with children's authors because they're always so fun and vibrant. So I think you'll really like this episode. First, before we get started here, I want to mention my newest book, The Treasures We Seek, is out. If you're looking for a story about someone overcoming challenges and going on a really interesting trip, this one's an archaeological dig, you need to check this out. It's available on Amazon at the link below. Also, we have journals. Everybody needs to have a journal, right? You got to have something sitting around that uh, you can pull out pretty easily. Keep one in your car, keep it in your pocket, your purse, wherever you want to keep it. Um, we have a whole bunch of them now. I can't even, I don't even have enough arms for this. Um, these are all created from paintings that uh, my daughter and I have done. So if you need a 200 page journal that you can easily grab to write down all those fantastic uh, author ideas, book ideas, um, crazy ideas, whatever they are, make sure you grab one of those. So back to the show. We're going to welcome our guest. Um, she is, let me see, um, Ajanta, Ajanta, yeah, Ajanta Chakraborty is the co-founder of Bollywood Groove and Culture Groove, an India dance education and fitness company that spreads the joy of Indian culture through movement and literature. Ajanta is also an award-winning co-author of a best-selling children's book series with 13 titles. That's a lot of books. <laughs> it's called Maya and Neil's India Adventure, and it's sold almost 80,000 copies worldwide. So I'm really excited to introduce our guest. Please welcome Ajanta Chakraborty. Hello. Hello. <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I want to dive in and start talking about these books because they look so adorable. I have a picture from uh, uh, the collection um, as it shows up on Amazon. Tell me a little bit about what inspired this, how you got started sharing these type of stories. Absolutely. So I was back in 2010 and I started, I basically quit my techie corporate job because I'm a computer scientist by education. And I started a dance company um, and it was an Indian dance company. But what was different was that we never just taught just dance. So what I would do is that along with the dance, I would talk about the stories of the people who that dance came from. Um, and that seemed to really hit it off, whether with the kids, with the parents, with the educators, it made everything so much more meaningful. And so it was 2016 when it was my actually the co-author and the husband's idea is yeah. why should they have to come to your class in order to learn the cultural content? So you have all this cool cultural content that should be accessible from anywhere. And that's kind of where the idea of books even came about. Um, we call ourselves accidental authors because we knew absolutely nothing about writing. But that was the beginning of our journey. And then we just learned how to write a book. We published it 
and well, the rest is history. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so is everything that you write about all personal experience or do you do research? It's a combination of both. So my yeah. husband and I both were born and raised in India. I left at the age of 21 for university, but you know, all your formative years, it, it was spent in India. And so, so much of it comes from our own excitements as, as children, you know, what was the most exciting concepts to us? What were the places we really wanted to see um, and things like that. But there is also endless research that goes on before every book <laughs> because the trickiest part of the job is how do you condense it in a way so that a three-year-old who has an attention span of a squirrel yeah. is actually going to listen. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's it's really different trying to write for certain age levels. Um, writing for a three-year-old is very different from writing for an adult. So I love that you were able to bring that to their level and get them excited about learning about your culture. That's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been a lot of fun. It helped because we had been teaching in our classes. So my test subjects were our own students. Because, and I, by the time our book started to come out, it had already been so many years that I was teaching these kids that you kind of learn how to speak their language. You know, like how yeah. do you present, but not be like too surface. Like like on our books, it's not like we're just barely touching the surface. We're going deep, but at the same time, keeping it fun so that they're they're really excited about it. That's awesome. I love that. Um, and I wanted to share your impactful page turner share. If your aim is to educate about a minority culture or niche topic, lower the barrier. Your content should be inclusive and welcoming to everyone, irrespective of how much knowledge they have about your topic. So tell me a little bit more about this idea, because this is not something I've experienced before, because it's not something I've written about. That, yeah, absolutely. And this is entirely learned on the field, as you would say. So one of the things that was my goal when I first came to, so I, I'm living, I'm in Chicago now since about 2010, so it's been a long time here. And one of the things that my goal was always not just to create a community of people from India, but how can we create a community where everybody gets to learn about India, no matter where you're coming from. Um, and so I specifically wanted to create something where everybody felt like you know, no matter where they were coming from, what their ethnic background was, how much they knew or did not know, they wouldn't be judged. It would be a, an, a, an environment where they could come and learn. And we've kind of continued that thread through our rest of the work. So whether it's through books, whether it's through the workshops that I do, that's always been a theme. You have to be able to speak in a language that feels welcoming. It truly aims at making sure that nobody feels like, oh, you know what? I don't know enough about it. What if I, like, I shouldn't be afraid of my missteps and things like yeah. that. One of the first things in our book is a pronunciation guide. It's like, you know what? Some of these words are going to be new to you. We yeah. want you to feel uncomfortable. Learn how to say them. And yeah. everything is written in a way, assuming that you know nothing about the topic. And yet at the end of the book, you should walk away with like a nice, solid understanding about whatever cultural topic we're talking about. So whether it's been in-person experiences, virtual experiences through the written literature, that's been the goal. And I think it's super important. If you're writing about niche, don't just write for that audience. Think of what the rest of the audience that's unaware of it yeah. wants to learn about it and, and make sure you keep them in your mind as well as you're writing or creating any form of content or art, if you will. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
And I, I know that words especially, I love that you have the pronunciation there because sometimes people see these words that are from other cultures and they just go, I don't know how to say this. Um, and I've, I, I always tell people like, yes, you can say it. Like before we started this, I didn't know how to pronounce your name and you told me and I tried it and like, okay, I got it. And I, I don't think I hurt your name when I said it. Um, and I think, right. <laughs> yeah, like everybody can learn these things. So I, I love that you're making that accessible and, you know, bringing that to other people. That's just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to share your page turner tip. 90% of being an author is marketing. No one sells your book as well as you do, and there is no shame in working hard towards your goals. You do not lose your artistic integrity by doing so. Um, I, I think this is a big thing for authors. They get kind of like, oh, you know, I'm an author. I'm just going to write books. I'm going to hide in a corner, and I, I don't know what happens next. Um, tell me how you discovered this and like what kind of things have been working for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say this is perhaps even true for an author like me who is self-published. When we first started, this was 2016, mm -hmm. um, diversity was not as big of a hard hot topic that it is right now. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I wanted to wait until a big publisher would pick up our book, it would take forever. And so we said, we're just going to publish it ourselves. Um, and the problem is that you don't have a backing or the distribution network, all, all the perks that come by uh, being associated with a big publisher. Right. So now you are really responsible. And I wonder if it's also true for the one that do come from big publishing houses. End of the day, no one's going to be as passionate about your work. And it's okay to share and talk about it. And it's okay to encourage people and say, go buy a copy of my book. And there is no shame in that. I see such a contradiction in a lot of people because they feel like their art becomes smaller if they think of it from, you know, being whatever their measure of success is, right. whether it's revenue, whether it's number of copies sold, however they're measuring it, that the commercial success, if they if they emphasize that too much, somehow their art becomes small. And I say that 100% does not happen. It is okay for you to set up, make yourself also commercially successful while at the same time creating really high quality content that people will find value from. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I know I keep saying I love that, but I love that. <laughs> um, I had <laughs> talked to a, an artist, like a visual artist a few years ago and something she said was totally what you were saying. She said, the art wants to be seen. and it's like, if you're creating these things, don't you want it to be seen? Don't you want it out there? You have to talk about it. So I'm really glad that you brought up that point. Um, I wanted to share the turn the page with Corey share. Um, you are the expert on your personal story. It's not wrong if someone had a different experience. So I think that, you know, because you're writing such a personal story, you know, you're, you're sharing things that you've experienced, but you also said you did research. Um, did you find that anybody said, Hey, this isn't how we did this in my household, or this isn't how I, you know, heard this when we were growing up? hundred percent. And this is so true, especially of a country like India. It is not one culture. It's not a monolithic experience. It is literally like a collection of countries. That's how diverse India is. And so every part of India, 
literally every household will have a different interpretation of what a certain occasion means to them, for example. And okay. it is really, really, it, it's pretty much impossible to write in a way that addresses everybody. That is really, but so the way that we did it is, you know, taking on some of the ways that are that's the most popular way. Um, but we started to add sections in our books that where we call InfoZoom, where we kind of show you six other ways that people in India do this. Um, because it's true. I would constantly have people say, I don't do that. And I say, and that's okay. Because guess what? It doesn't have to be. And I have learned personally so much through that. I was born and raised in India, and yet there are customs, traditions, symbolism that I don't know of. And so every time these conversations happen, I think I love them. I especially welcome them because it brings a new point of view. It's something new that I just learned. So I think it's it's very important as authors, as, as anybody who creates any form of art, you can't be defensive about it. You have to have that open mind and essentially say, you know what, your your story, your point of view is as valid as mine. And I love that you brought this up because I learned something new today. So that's kind of the approach that I've tried to have. And it's definitely enriched my understanding of my own culture through that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I imagine that, you know, you have learned things because you opened up and said, here's this. And there was that connection point. You guys shared something and you yeah. both had it from different directions. And I, I think that's just beautiful when people are able to share their stories in that way. Yeah, I especially see this happening so much with kids because I go into schools where I would do like a full school assembly. So like 600, yeah. 700 kids in front of me. And then I always do like a fun Q&A at the end. And the, the way to approach it for me is always, can I connect it with something that you know? So when I talk about Diwali, which is a festival of lights, I'll start with, well, do you know about 12 days of Christmas? Let's talk about five days of Diwali. It's the connection is immediately made. But then I also challenged them to think, how is this different from something that you do? And it's fascinating to, to see the way they absorb the differences and the similarities all in one, and they understand that there is a spectrum. Kids get that message right away. Um, sometimes it's harder with the grown-ups, but that's <laughs> <laughs> but it is such an such a fun exercise for me to kind of see that, you know, and try that out with kids all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Um, I want to share the make an impact tip with Corey. Get excited about people reading your book when you want to sell at events. Your excitement can be felt, which increases sales. And this is something I learned by being at author events because I would look around and see a lot of the authors were just sitting at their table and like they were quietly waiting for people to come up. I stood up and as people walked by, I'd say hello and we'd start talking. Like I gave them that opening. Um, I, I wasn't sitting still. How is it that you handle this? Yes. And thankfully, we got so much experience in this because we were I was already an entrepreneur for mm -hmm. so long. And it, 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 it's happened where I go to an event and I would find nobody is coming to my table. What do I do? There are times where I have just walked out and gone and talked to people. Um, and it is such a useful muscle to have as as an author. Um, like you said, you cannot just sit in one spot and just, you know, look at your phone or anything. You have to be engaging. And it takes a lot. Give yourself the credit to say that I did something very brave. It takes courage to kind of step out there and put yourself out there. And what if you don't get a good reception? Um, I also shamelessly use my child for this. 
he's almost 10 years old and he works the room like nobody's business and so somebody we sometimes we take two different directions I'm like i'm gonna go this way here are business cards you go that way and it is so much fun to see him just go around everybody and tell you hey do you see that booth go over there so i'm gonna say authors if you have kids who are willing to do the work use them as well <laughs> That is a really good tip. That is a bonus tip you get from this episode. <laughs> I do the same with my daughters. Uh, my oldest actually wrote a book with me when she was five. So now if I take wow. her to events, I'm like, would you like to meet the author? She's 11 now. Maybe she has extra wisdom to share about monkey mermaid magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was wonderful. You gave us so many great tips and I've loved hearing about your books. Thank you so much. And by the way, I love your journals. I think I need to get one of those. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> one last thing, if I may mention, I have a lot of free resources on our site, specifically because our mission is to spread the joy of culture. Mm -hmm. um, and so if anybody's interested, bollygroup.com. And then if you add the word free to it, you'll actually come across all of the free stuff I have. It's specifically there so that we lower that barrier of and making these things as accessible as possible. So awesome. Thank you for sharing that. We'll make sure we add that to the show notes too. Um, well, I'm going to send uh, Ajanta back to the green room and we will wrap up. Thank you. Thanks. Well, that was another amazing episode of Page Turner Studio with Corey. We are on every Wednesday at 7 Pacific, 9 Central or 10 a.m. in uh, the Eastern time zone where I am. Please join us again next week where we will have another amazing guest. Until then, have a page turner's day. Products at auroracorealispublishing.com. Make sure to join me every week on the SWE Media Network YouTube channel and wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to podcasts. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's just my, my name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric Acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast podcasts and hear the culture. Electricast.